Archers, attack! Keep firing! Let none escape! Another down! Do not relent! What's up, Uggos and Cuties? I'm Slide Whistle. I am Immunization. And I'm Aaron, Fire Mage Extraordinaire, Horde Punching Bag, and the delivery man of some terrible news. Paramount Plus is bringing back Rugrats in 3D. What do you... Oh, wait. What? They're making a new series where they're babies again, like the original Rugrats, but it's in 2021 3D animation. Ew, the animation's so ugly. It's not good. We don't know what they're doing over there at Nickelodeon Paramount, but I saw it and I said, I hate this. Well, there was also good news in that Paramount thread of Twitter announcements, and one of them is that Avatar is getting its own studio uh, with like new spinoffs and things. I actually don't know if that's good news. It's just yeah, news. I, <laughs> I think they barely were able to get seven solid seasons of two shows out, and even Legend of Korra, people are like, none of them are good. I don't know. I don't think they have any juice left for it. I'm just so sick of more streaming services putting their fucking hats on the pile. Like, just fuck off. Oh, also, apparently they may have announced or spoiled that there's going to be a Drag Race spinoff that is international with all, like, the queens from a bunch of different ones for a global all-star. Fucking RuPaul's gonna make a fucking drag, drag Race Mars once Elon Musk is up there. Like, she won't stop. It's gonna be just the entire world. Now, do you think she would get elon to be a judge on there or do you think he's too problematic i don't think you know i could see rue loves fracking so i could see rue loving silly things that elon does silly things i say in quotes rue says you know imagine the fracking that can happen on mars she says i give this outfit an a plus and elon musk's son an a epsilon 12 xd my favorite wow raid boss upcoming soon in chains of domination what a name that is do you think we're gonna walk to corthia on the big chains they feature very heavily at the end of the announcement trailer do you think that we actually have to scale these chains to get to this new region within the maw and will we all struggle like we do in torghast i sure Please, hope no so. don't don't make me climb those chains again if you fall off at the end, you gotta start over. That's the Jailer's Curse. Okay, speaking of Torghast chains, there's something that they're gonna do. The Terragru, the one that, like, if you die multiple times in a tw- in uh, Torghast, then the Terragru comes and gets you. You know, that big scary monster guy? No. Yeah. You never died in, you never died before in the Torghast? Uh, not typically. I don't, and if the few times I have... I have not seen the Terra Gru, but I also haven't done a lot of Torghast. So yeah, basically when your death counter runs out, this big monster man comes and chases you out and basically one-shots you, and he forces you to leave. So like, if you were to die, then you just can't complete it, you know? But now, I guess since he's going to be in the raid, he's leaving Torghast, which means that he's no longer going to be killing people in Torghast, which means that the death counter's gone now? And I don't know if that means that, like, we just have unlimited lives in Torghast now, or if some other being of some kind is going to force us out. I'm sure he's just going to call on his Terra nephew, and it'll be like, well, I'll do it now. It'll be the same model, but with, like, a little spinny propeller hat. 
<laughs> he's like, I have found something even more evil than the Terra Grew. It is Terra Busey. Hey, it's me, Gary Busey, here again to be in Torghast. We gotta stop this. Hey, I'm here. Don't jump into my big gaping maw. Ah, get it? I said maw like the place you're in. <laughs> I don't know why. The first thing that always comes to my mind is Gary Busey, and that can't be a good thing. That cannot be a good thing. Absolutely not. Hey, I hear we have an email to read. I'm Gary Busey. <laughs> okay, I'll stop. You you better stop. If, you, if we do this again, I'm leaving this podcast. But okay, we did receive an email and it's a uh, subject line. It just says sup. And then uh, this listener starts off by saying greetings and salutations to the DNR crew. Over the last few months, I've started listening to podcasts and you chaps had the honor of popping my podcast cherry. Yay, but yuck. Your banter and hilarious segments have brought me to... Yeah, fuck this. Listen up. If you illiterate cretins say Mankirk instead of Mancrick one more time, I'm going to make an U.S. account just to slaughter you. I will regret killing my fellow Venthyrs, but I will cackle with glee as I bash that hippie mushroom tripping druid using cheap tactics of camping to other side bridge, as is befitting of Alliance scum. It is written as such. Man, an adult male human being, crick. Scream in Croatian. Scream, make a loud, high-pitched noise. And then he included, like, this... What are these things called? Uh, that An ASCII art of, like, munches the scream. <laughs> yeah, that one. Okay, so then he's like, Man, Crick! Love and kisses. Papa Gay, proud member of the Horde. <laughs> I love this email because it, the idea that somebody can 1v1 me in the world is hilarious. You can't get me, Papa Gay! You hear that? That's the ambulance coming to get you when I beat you up on the battlefield. If you try and face me in a 1v1, I'm going to lay you out like Man Crick himself, which I I don't actually know much about the quest, so I assume he died. That seems to be what the meme is. If I did mispronounce it, I'm sorry. It's just that literally everybody no, who... No, no apologies. We don't apologize to the horde. <laughs> I bet they don't Fair even enough. know the names of the two farms you have to run back and forth in in Elwyn Forest. I was really just going to say I've literally never quested here and I might not. And my only experience of this character has been our friends who played horde when they were 12. So they may have legitimately thought it was Mankirk and that's all we've heard. It's funny, I think actually on our Horde alt, I think we like made it up to the Man Kirk quest. See, now I'm doing it on purpose. And <laughs> I think, like, oh, it's the wife guy. And then we stopped playing because we were in the Barrens and we were like, I hate it here. But regardless, I, even, even though this is a very aggressive email, I want to thank uh, Papa Gay for reaching out because I do believe he's obviously a listener because he references Slide's uh, Camping of the Other Side Bridge. And I think he knows that we would legitimately really enjoy this format of email. And I thought it was hilarious. So I would hope he was. It'd be crazy if non-listeners started sending his mail like, hey, man, I don't know what the fuck you're doing here, but knock it off. <laughs> don't make me come in there. I'll flame you in the comments. <laughs> good stuff though yeah what a what a heel what a heel promo he wrote on us no and i love it because the horde are always the bad guys eh. we're gonna we're gonna put them up on the wall next to smellular and uh, panzer and uh the number one night elf warrior in the world on our wall of villainy that guy's always on my list i okay you know what let's get a little bit crazy here are you guys with me are you guys do you guys trust me mm -hmm. Puts on blue translucent pants 
and pets tiger i trust you it's time to do our top two bottom boot medium moot because i got a story to tell and i don't want to forget it oh dear holy shit what do we end the show with then i'm sorry dn army this is gonna be like a 10 minute episode who fucking knows i'm gonna go first because i got a fucking big honking fat fat cock top two oh that's quite the lead up spill show us your top two okay um so (laughs) so i finally bit the bullet and i was like i'm gonna fucking do it i'm gonna start doing rated battlegrounds as guardian druid I'm going to get over this little hump and I'm going to fucking just be like, I'm going to do it and hope that I get no flag carrier maps because every single group wants a guardian druid. It's it's crazy. Nobody wants my feral. They want a big bear. Yeah, I feel like PvP is the place where if they see a druid that's a DPS, they want you to be, be boomy, which I guess is every aspect of the game, honestly, which is stupid, but... Yeah, but Baboomies are, I would argue, way better in, like, group PvP than Feral. Feral's just so squishy, and it's in melee, but... So I've been doing Guardian, I've been practicing. I had the Broken Legendary, where I can't be CC'd for 30 seconds. And I had this awesome group of people, and we climbed, like, 70 rating together, and I was at 1583 rating. I only needed 17 rating to hit six, the coveted 1600, so I could upgrade my gear... All my, my PvP gear to 213, which honestly still feels a little bit low to me. Like, yeah, that feels like a lot of work to do. Like, we're starting to get like 220s and stuff by doing higher level content. 213 still feels very base level to me. Yeah, but it, it, like when it's for PvP, like what matters the most really is the fact that it's like heavily statted in verse for most um, people. So I think it matters less that it's lower eye level. Yeah, it's it's just a weird system. Um, but so the I'm so I've been queuing up as both Guardian Druid and Pharaoh Druid. I'm like, well, there might be a situation where I'm at the switch and maybe I'll be a kitty for something. I don't know why I thought that. And we are on Silver Shard Mines, right? Now the thing with Guardian Druids is they just don't die. I can spin a node, I can spin a flag, and I can survive for so long by myself that it's kind of honestly broken. It feels like it's kind of taken prop pally spot as like the broken tank. And they're like, okay, Wild Seed, you're going to go top and you're going to sit on this one cart all by yourself the entire time. And I'm like, bet I can do that. I got up really quick. I smoked a little weed. I walked around. I went pee. I got some water. I come back and the game's starting in 10 seconds. So I go to my little cart and I'm ready to defend an attack. And I notice while in bear form, my health is significantly less than what it was usually. And then I realized I never switched out a feral. I'm still feral and I'm supposed oh, to be a tank no. guarding a load. You're, like you're a bear, but you're a feral bear. Yeah. So I have like two abilities and I have like no health still. Fair bear. So I'm like, oh, fuck. Okay, well, I heard that you can change your trinkets and stuff, which apparently you can do. You can change your gear in Rain of Battlegrounds, which I think is kind of crazy. I honestly did not know this, and it would have been helpful to know this in one of my past Battlegrounds where I had the wrong legendary on. I just assumed you couldn't, so I didn't try. Yeah, that's what I thought, too. But I guess it's a strat to change your trinket when it goes on cooldown. And I'm like, Jesus, tryhards, come on. So I'm sitting here like, oh, man, OK, I'm in Feral. I can, I can make the best out of this. And then, I, and then it gets worse. I'm not even in Feral PvP talents. I'm in Feral Mythic Plus talents. <laughs> All of my talents from Mythic Plus are just to kill mobs quickly. It's not to kill people. In fact, I, I'm really bad at single target when I'm in this like <laughs> spec. So I am completely useless in PvP. Like 
everything's wrong. And I'm like, oh my God, please, nobody. Like, I'm sweating. Like, this is the this is the last game I need to get to 1600. Raid is in like 20 minutes. And I'm like, oh God, please. I'm like, please, nobody come up here. And I didn't see anybody for a while. And then a paladin fucking showed up. And I'm like, oh no, please. So what happened then? Well, so what I was doing was I would capture the cart and I would sit invisible on it. I do have a conduit that I think really helped. What the conduit does is when I shift into bear form for four seconds, my health is increased by 20% and I have hella armor. So for four seconds coming out of cat form, I actually do look like I am a guardian druid, but only for four seconds. <laughs> oh. So I was invisible. The paladin comes up and I'm just like, okay, I'm just going to open and convoke on him. And so sure enough, I opened and I feral convoked, which is a lot of damage. And he bubbles. And then I'm like, okay, quick bear form. And I go to bear form and I'm this big, scary red bear with 60 K health. He looks at me and I look at him and he looks at me and he runs away. Cause I still look like I'm a fucking guardian <laughs> druid. <laughs> Was that a trapped in the closet reference? He had, yeah, he had to go back to his wife Bridget, who was having sex with a midget. <laughs> and so he runs away, and I'm like, "Oh God, oh God, please don't come back!" And so I go back to be invisible and sit on this cart. And the other team is like actually winning, but like literally all the enemy team has to do is come to my cart. If two of them show up. I'm dead. Like, I'm not going to make it. So the, the last cart spawns at mid that I have to go pick up. And I run down there. And I see all the horde are running past me. And I'm like, okay, quick, bear form. And I go to bear form. And I'm like, look at me, I'm a big fucking bear. I'm like, oh, God, three, two, one. Please don't come. Please don't come. And they didn't. They fucking, they just, right, they stopped and looked at me. And were like, mm, a guardian druid? I don't think I want to fuck with that right now. So then I went back to being invisible. Rolled the cart up. And we fucking won the game. And I wasn't even in fucking Guardian's bag. Sounds like that's just the hot strat <laughs> to do every time. So you won on a giant bluff. Oh, a humongous bluff. I basically was the equivalent of how, like, the U.S. Army, or was it the U.K., had those inflatable tanks that, like, was, scared it, away, it the, like, Germany. The UK. They dropped them, and it's like, they've got flying tanks. We need to fucking leave. <laughs> that's I was just a big, fat liar starring Frankie Muniz and the other guy. Paul Giamatti put some yeah, respect Paul on Giamatti. his name. But, and then I got 1600, I got my shit, and I was like, I'm out of here. And I was so worried that, like, because, like, all, all it would have taken is me dying. Everyone would be like, wait, why are you not in Guardian? And then it's all just going to be a fucking mess from there. I got so fucking lucky. What a stupid way to get my rating. Yeah, and then everyone congratulated you on being a really good tank. Yeah, and then people added me, and I'm like, if only they knew the truth. Behind these hazel eyes. Or these, I guess, bright red bear eyes. Hmm. Okay, well, what about what about you, Aaron? What's your top two bottom boot, medium boot? Uh, well, my first very small uh, bottom boot is the fact that you reminded me of Trapped in the Closet. And now the rest of this recording, I'm just going to have the episode 16 song. You can do it, Pimp Lucius. <laughs> when Pimp Lucius is trying to give up his pimpin' ways for God, who at that point is an orange cloud. Is he the one that gets AIDS uh, or HIV? Uh, well, ever excuse me, it's the package. They've got the the package. (laughs) But uh, no, Uh, Chuck and the pastor get the package. Oh, wait, never mind. (laughs) Never mind. Pimp Lucius gets the package from 
the blind prostitute. <laughs> well, we need to do a, a trap in the closet rewatch because I do love. Oh, you know what though? I don't want to give. Oh, it's R. Kelly. Oh, never mind. Yeah. Fuck. It's very complicated, both to acquire all thirty-three parts and to come to terms with a known sex pest and criminal R. Kelly's work. But my real bottom boot of this week was a betrayal by my girl, Droman Alioth. <gasps> oh no, what'd you do? She was invited to this week's Ember Court, which went off without a hitch. It was perfect. We were somehow safe. We were humble, but we were also yucky. Everyone had a great time. Everyone was elated. I open up my packages. I get buffs. I get a cosmetic item from Kassir. And then I come to this fancy fairy chest for my girl, Droman. And she goes, open it up. You'll enjoy what's inside. Oh, no. Was she shitting it? No, she gave me one feast. Just one, ta- just one table. And I said, really, Droman? All week I've been courting you. You are the happiest you can be. And you didn't give me even a buff. You gave me one feast table. That's kind of weird, but like I guess uh, tonight at Raid, you can be like, "Don't worry, Lynn, I got this." Oh for no, one, one don't worry, because it's not even the best one. I looked it up. I was like, "This has to be like the most pampinest <laughs> food out there," and it was like the second or third best. So I sold her gift for fifteen silver. I'm like, thanks, Jerome. Honestly, that seems kind of insulting. She came to your party, she ate your food, and she said, you know what? Here's some better food. Put this out next time. Oh, basically, the food that we put out is definitely more expensive than the food that she gave you. Uh, she was probably just upset that she had to fight off not only the Master Venthyr, but also the loose souls that were walking around, because I'm like, sorry, this is, a, this is a humble thing. I can't get formal over there. I can't help you. That would that would ruin the vibe that Rendell and Cudgelfist really wanted this thing. You know, I bet that that feast took her a while to craft because she was doing her Queen's Conservatory and just getting two fishes and like two scraps of meat <laughs> from her like little seeds. She's like, I can finally make a feast for Ekralina. She said, literally, this is her entire expansion's work so far. <laughs> she said, I had to get four elder beasts for this. That's like two months worth of seed planting. <laughs> That also reminds me, though, I had a realization about the Queen's Conservatory that I've been fucking up a little bit. So I, I, I've been there's plots, right? And I could put catalysts like decrease the duration by one day or increases the rewards of the seed. I thought that you planted these seeds in these plots and you came back in three days. No, I was wrong. These things have a 12 hour cooldown. So a seed takes three days to hatch. I could be up there. What? Six times? putting in extra shit and enhancing it insanely. Ooh. I've been doing it once and walking away. No one told me that. And if they did, I didn't read it. So that's on me, I guess. But that was my bottom boot. Immune, boot. what was your TTBBMM? So this is a little sad because my top two this week is just like a lesser version of Slide Whistles with no story because this week, separately from Slide, because we decided that we are no longer doing RBGs together, basically, because we have bad luck when we queue together. Oh, I'm sorry, guys. You know, it's that quarantine. It really drives a wedge between a lot of people. 
Oh, it's it's fine. And honestly, it was for the best because I was going to say my top two this week is that I also got 1600 in RBGs and I unlocked my 213 PvP set. So like I did it on my own with uh, my own group and I was really nervous because I was with a group that won maybe like five or six games in a row. What's Garb meowing about back there? <laughs> he's meowing in the background. He's, uh, I was, he's I was wondering. I was like, I was looking around. And I was like, well, that's not on mine. I hear it when it's immune speaking. Category's just like, uh, crystals. I packed his crystals. No, so, you got any? <laughs> so he's just meowing right outside of like our little closet that has our washing machine and dryer in it. And he just wants back in there. And with a, literally a few months ago, he like got in there and got trapped behind the dryer i think he wants back there now he hasn't had enough even though we literally had to like extract him from behind it because he couldn't find his way out he kept all of his best tomes back there he's like please not the hidden secrets of karazan let me back but then also that was save honestly, me <laughs> that was one of the worst days because i mean was asleep and i had taken an edible that i didn't haven't had in a while and I'm like, where's Gar? And I just hear him back there meowing. And I'm like, oh, God, OK, I can Did get you, you out. Did you think he was bro. a ghost? <laughs> Did you think you were being haunted? <laughs> no, I was just I was just unable to get him out. And I was like, Gar, come on, we can do this. It took me 45 minutes to get him out from back there. And I wasn't sure if that was the weed or if that was just because it was a really slim spot and he wanted his crystals back there. It is a really slim spot. And at that point, he was a little less slim before his diet. <laughs> no, Allie's fat. Anyway, back to your back to your two. Yeah, so my top two is just like, Basically, finally getting 1600. My last game, I was at 1599. I shit you not. Like, I was literally, like, I thought I had it because, like, I was getting, like, 20 some per um, win because we were on, like, such a high win streak. And I was like, okay, if I win as much ranking as I normally get on these last wins that we've gotten, I should be, it's like, over 1600. I'm like, but then, no, they gave me, like, 18 instead of, like, the normal 20 or 21 I've been getting. So I was at, like, literally 1599 when I probably should have been at 1600. So I'm like, damn, I have to do one more. And then, of course, my last game was the high, most highly contested RBG I've ever been in. And we just barely eked it out. And then you realized you saw me in non-bear form on your map. <laughs> You're like, wait a minute. It was the same game somehow. No, it wasn't. But um. And then you realized... You looked around, you saw Alioth, and she said, I'm just here getting some fish for my really good gift. It's all Carolina connected. It goes deeper. But yeah, that's my top two. Finally hitting 1600, getting that like sick verse upgrade gear. So I feel like now I'll be even more solid in these RPGs if I ever decide to risk it again, because now I don't want to drop below 1600 again. <laughs> I saw this stat that basically, I don't know how true it is, so take this with a big grain of salt, that like 90% of the PvP player base is it's either they're below 1,600 or they're at 1,400, which I guess is the same thing, kind of. But that's crazy if that's true. That's a lot of people that are like down there. But I guess it kind of makes sense because everyone's kind of dabbling in PvP, so it's harder to break through. Yeah, especially this expansion when I feel like they're really like encouraging people to try it. So I feel like more people than ever before are dipping their feet into it because like there's both the vault and then also all these quests that basically encourage you to try them. So it's probably the most people who have done PvP in a while. It's also so the segment's over with, but there was I saw, <laughs> Wait, I saw it's <laughs> over. We're putting oh, that's a bookend. <laughs> if this was a YouTube video, there'd be a big red line there. Subscribe. But so Ian was talking about PvP gearing, and apparently the team is talking about 
bringing back one of probably or the best thing that happened in Worlds of Draenor. In, in Warlords, people say how great the PvP was. I hear that the PvP in Mop was amazing and that the PvP in Wad was second best because of how the gearing worked. It's just interesting that, like, I feel like some of the best PvP expansions were the ones that people considered the worst expansions overall. Yeah, at the time, I think Mop is now, everyone loves Mop all of a sudden. But definitely when we first started this game, people hated it. 100%. People said how bad it was. I was like, it sounded cool. But so it's basically, if say that you have PvP gear that's 200, right? If you bring that 200 gear into raid or into non-war mode activities, it'll stay 200. But if you do battlegrounds, if you do raided, if you do war, war, war mode, the eye level of the gear will increase to be like 215. And that scales up and up and up and up. Because what they're seeing is something that I've experienced, and I know Immune's experienced. When you do RPGs, sometimes you face a mythic guild from Ragnaros, which has been like twice now, and they have crazy gear because they're a mythic guild. So they're so heavily statted and they have so much health and so much everything that you lose because you can't compete with a mythic mm-hmm. geared people when you're just like 210. Even if it's Mythic PvE, like this happened to me during my climb. It was like one of our only losses we had. And it was just really interesting because like inherently I'm a PvE player, but like hearing all these people that I was queuing with that had like a PvP mindset, like they literally like denied a few people who applied to our group because they had a Raider IO. They're like, oh, this person PvEs. We can't accept them. Let's get the one that doesn't have a Raider IO. I'm like, what the fuck? It's so some people log on and this is all they do. And I can respect that because I like it. But I don't know, man. Sometimes it gets boring just losing. Yeah, but then what's funny is that then we, like, the next game after we, like, rejected, like, a PV, uh, air quotes PvE player, we got stomped by an all Ragnaros mythic raiding guild. Like, all, like, I'd say their average eye level was, like, 223 across the entire team. And they Yeesh. were, like, almost, and they were, like, almost cutting edge. Like, they were, like, 9 out of 10 mythic, and we just got stomped. And then all, all my team was like, oh, my God, we just got stomped by a group in PvE gear. <laughs> That, that's comeuppance. But if they bring that changeover, that would be crazy. And we would be insane in war mode, basically, because people who pick fights normally tend to be not PvPers, I noticed. So that'd be cool. The only kind of PV I'm interested in is PvG. People verbosely talking to Growlina. There you go. Hey, howdy, hey there, gang. It's Growlina, live from the forests of the Ardenweald, with my druidic friend, Craglerock. Crag, don't you agree that the Winter Queen could better defend this place if she just put up some dang buildings? LOL, I don't really see her doing that anytime soon. I mean, it just makes sense. Put up some towers, some guard posts... No dirty hippie could penetrate a defense like that. I feel like that would betray the spirit of this place, though. Like, it's all trees and roots. A big house would look awful. What betrays the spirit of this place is all the little fairies getting squished because Mama Winter doesn't want to put up even a single barricade. <laughs> LOL. Somehow I think we'll make do. Well, 
from this Venthyr to a Night Fae. Nothing screams safety like the inaccessibility of a big tower. That's been all my time this week, children. Until next time, it's been Growl! Well, much like Dave Grohl and his Foo Fighters, it's finally time for us to learn to fly into part two. Wow. Sick segue, I think. Thanks. It took me ever long to think about that. Okay, never mind. I revoke that sick segue. You're my hero. Watch you, man, he goes. I'm trying to think of a song. I just, I can't think of a title of a Foo Fighters song. Oh, did I throw a monkey wrench into your operations? Don't wanna be a monkey wrench. Walk. That's Edge's song by the Foo Fighters he had in 2012. Walk. Yay, you did it. Okay, well, now that we are back from that Foo Fighters themed segue, I feel like it's like long overdue for us to head back into a segment we have not done in a while, and that is DNR Thoughts. How about you come and pull up a chair? These are Dean Our Thoughts. Yeah, Dean Our Thoughts this week are about the cinematic that we kind of talked about a decent amount on the last like bonus episode but i feel like there are a few things we can talk a little more deeply about and in particular my thought is about the keys that the jailer is looking for at the end of the cinematic after anduin brings back the the rune blade type sword and they pull out the archon sigil he says quote three more to go Unquote. So I feel like that means that there are three more keys to for him to gather, three more sigils, whatever he's looking for or whatever his goal is. Basically, I want to ask you guys, like, what does this mean? How many keys are there? Who has the other keys? What is his goal? Mm, as far as the number, that's throwing me off because the two that he has. So you think that there are five then? Yes, and then because... I'm going to assume it's the four leaders and the Arbiter, but he has the Archons and someone else's. I don't know if he got that when he punched the Arbiter, if he stole it, or if he got the Primuses when he like super killed him or sent him to jail if he's the Rune Keeper. Yeah, I I actually didn't consider the Arbiter, but like it's possible that they have one. I, I'm also going to go with five keys. Based off of the most reliable source, Ilganoth, five keys to light the way, five keys to open the pathway, something like that. It was something about like five something to bring forth them, I assume, meaning, I don't know, the old gods. I don't know. But yeah, you're, you're right. Like, so maybe he does only have two. The other one he had before this being the Primus's key, which I think makes the most sense. So where's the other last key at? So I'm going to contradict you guys a little bit, and I think that the two keys that he has are now the Archons that he just took via Anduin and Sire Denathrius because he was a close Ooh, work buddy with him. That's very fun. But, but would he just, I mean, he probably would. I was going to say, would he just give him his key? But I guess I don't see why he wouldn't if they're working together. 
Damn. You know what? What? I, oh, shit. When looking at this picture of Denathrius here, I don't see him with a necklace. And everyone knows necklace equals power over there. So maybe he already gave up his pendant to the jailer. Okay, that's that's the other thing. So we I watched the cinematic again. <laughs> the one where they were like, at the end, you can see the Archon's hand move. She super does <laughs> That's, okay, that's no, a body okay. spasm what, like of him pulling yeah. the sword out. Yeah, I, I watched it, and I was like, okay, let's see this hand movement. The sword pulls out, and she goes, ugh, and reaches towards it. And I'm like, I've seen people die that way a million times in movies. What are you talking about, Steve right? the Newser? And then, like, it falls downward as if she was dying. So I don't really... So if they didn't say this in the Q&A, I would assume she was dead. But the fact that they said it in the Q&A, I think, means that she is confirmed alive, which... Uh? Very weird. So, okay, so this is actually crazy because if they already have denathrius's key if your theory is correct then the primus is not the rune carver which would shake up a lot of people's theories which is why i think maybe we don't have denathrius's key so okay during the quest line when you are like trying to find the primus or whatever when you're questing through meldraxis there were a few notes about how like if you found this thing which like okay so I guess, first off, we need to decide whether or not one of the sigils was, like, the blade that we made in Meldraxxus. Is that one of them? Mm, um, also, a lot of the times, people have said, quote, Draca is the key. So, is Draca the key? Or, I don't know. <laughs> oh my god, they have said that, haven't they? That's like a direct quote. So, I, I think either maybe this blade is the key that we have, or Draca is the key, or... Uh, the Primus just hid the key really well because also in this note that he left for us, it said something along the lines of like, if you find this now, it's too late for me, but all of the other Eternal Ones need to work together before the Jailer frees himself and reaches this, what's that word that I can never pronounce? Sepulcher? Sepul- sepulcher? Sepulcher? I always forget what uh, it's pronounced. Sepulcher. That one. Okay. Yeah. Sorry, everyone. That's so vulgar. No, okay, it's so, so okay, so I'm gonna say that he does not have Denathrius's key yet because I feel like Denathrius's key is probably Ramornia. We're gonna do this Kingdom Hearts style. The Jailer's gonna have to put all these sigils into Ramornia, and because Ramornia is the Keyblade that Denathrius wields oh, in boo, honor of his best boy boo. Sora. But actually, are you, are, I think are, it has you, merit. are you referring to the K E Y blade or the Squiggly X blade? Yes. Oh, the worst part is that's a valid answer. (laughs) (laughs) So also, does this mean that we like we, the player characters, defeated Denathrius before the jailer was able to enact this part of his plan? I mean, classic bad guy fashion. Yes. Right. No, no bad guy ever expects their plans to fail. So actually, yeah, yeah, probably. I I think he thought this whole transfer of anima into the Maw thing was going to go off without a hitch. And then when we found it out, it was like, oh, well, Denathrius will get him. I'm trying to find the Primus's quote when he was like, I'm a hologram. If you're seeing this, I'm dead. But it's actually really hard to find right now. What What if Renathal is the key? Because he's part of Denathrius. What if he takes them and he squishes them for key juice? Key juice. Honestly, it's probably in a necklace that he fucking stole from Denathrius. If we're being honest, if we're being real. Yeah, everything's a necklace over there. Okay, I found the Primus' message. Please prepare scary music to play underneath this. I'm going to read the whole quote, and it's kind of long. 
I am the Primus. Your presence within my sanctum means a darkness has fallen upon Maldraxxus and all the realms of death. Ages ago, the Eternal Ones punished our brother Zoval for his treachery. He was bound within the inescapable Maw to be forevermore its jailer. Now I fear that Zoval did not act alone. He had ancient allies, I suspect, and will seek to win others to his cause. That you are hearing this message means my suspicions prove true. Easy to say now, fucker. Zoval has forged his chains into a weapon and brought about my defeat. There is but one hope to save the Shadowlands. The Eternal Ones must stand together once more before the Jailer escapes the Maw. Bring my warning to the Archon, the Winter Queen, and the Sire. They must see to our defenses. Do not let Zoval reach the Safucker. The Arbiter is the final key. Protect her Ooh. or all is lost. So there we go. The fucking Arbiter is the fucking key, bitch. So if she's all like, I am in low power mode, does that mean that like her key has already been taken or is she physically the key? Something tells me that, and I have no basis on this. This is just my knowledge of Blizzard story writing. The forces of the Jailer went to go punch her in the back of the head to kill her to steal her key. But then it just shifted her batteries a little bit and she's in low power mode. And it's like, uh, we failed so far. We did not get her key. So they're kicking things into overdrive to try and get the key before she uh, reboots. It seems like there's something that stops the Jailer from actually showing up in these zones, which is why he has to dominate Anduin to do it for him. So it's possible that the key is still in the Arbiter, and he, because the Jailer is unable to grab it, he needs to have Anduin go retrieve it from her body, which means, are we going to get a fucking A&R-style raid where we're defending the Arbiter against a fucking tower defense again? Please no. Okay, hear me out. I'm just putting this together with what we've like kind of talked about in the past. What if the brokers being an Ouroboros, they somehow steal this key and we have to chase them through this mega dungeon to rescue it? If the fucking if the fucking brokers have one of the keys, that would be simultaneously so goofy. We stole the key, it's ours now. But also kind of fun. <laughs> then that is our leverage. If the jail the jailer must include us in his plan <laughs> if he wants the Primus's key. The Primus <laughs> So the thing is, I don't know if they would actually know that it was a key for some greater purpose or if they just stole it because it looked important. I don't know. Also, I just want to say this has nothing to do with anything. I was doing the Maldraxxus story, and there's a part where we blow up one of their caravans, and then Draka says to go and slit their throats while blinded. And I'm like, ooh, maybe the brokers did have a reason to have a whole dungeon. Damn, that's harsh. Like, they're walking around their yellow en enemies holding their eyeball hole, and she's like, kill them silently. We can never let them <laughs> live. And I was like, okay. Truck is hardcore. I think honestly, one of the things we should lit like actually do, we should look at the 3D models of all of these characters. Because when the Archon was stabbed by dominated Anduin, there was like the sigil was clearly displayed on her like chest region as he was stabbing her. And I'm curious if these 
keys appear on everybody in some significant way because it's just like the covenant symbol right so like where is it at on the winter queen where is it at on well i guess that's really it because it's the only two that are alive yeah she's the only one that's still around so i wonder if this means that the jailer is going to try to infiltrate ardenwield next man i that sucks because i mean he's he's obviously he's gonna assemble the keys right the raid won't happen if he doesn't get the keys that means that I'm gonna have to like. Are they gonna? They're gonna stab my girl. She's a badass. She's the Archon sucks. The Winter Queen's best. Fuck this. This is bullshit. I just want to say, looking at the model of Sire Denathrius, I did not find any sort of markings, but I did find that he has intense amounts of body hair between his pectoral muscles, which is yucky. Yes, taco meat, like Maria would say. My mother. <laughs> Uh, God, this is another thing that's got to stop. You mentioned Maria like every other episode. Listen, she wants to be on the podcast so bad. I have to keep shouting her out. And then when she finds it, we will have a dedicated listener. Maria's Taco Meat is the episode title. <laughs> no, not really. Because then she'd find it. I know she Googles it every night. That specific oh phrase being like one of those days that that dummy's going to slip up. He's, he's going to give me the beacon to hone in on. Yeah, I also pulled up the Winter Queen and I did not see any sort of covenant thing on her. So maybe it only appears when they're being stabbed in the tits like how the Archon was. Man, I don't know. This is so interesting because if the Arbiter is a key. Right. So let's say the Arbiter is. A, I mean, it's it's actually pretty obvious she is a key. Right. It's it's right there. Right? He, he literally says it. So, yeah. So what? That's the Arbiter. The Winter Queen. Uh, is it the Primus? Or, or it's Denathrius. That leaves that. The last two is either Denathrius or it's the, the Primus hit a key somewhere. He boofed it in Draka or something. Or maybe they refer to Draka as the key because like she, cause she was there to help us find this blade, right? Yes. It's been so long since I've done Necro, Necrolord mm. stuff, but I, I think she was, right? Wasn't she helping with that mm. stuff? I, I remember Vyraz just being like, I'm going to throw you into the statue, cool dude. Ah, oh, it broke. And then that's when you saw the the Maw Blade. Well, isn't, isn't it have a name? Isn't it called, uh, what's we'll the name of the Kingsmorn? Kingsmorn, I think is what it's called now. I, I did. Kingsmorn is what Anduin has, I think. I did all of the Maldraxxus quest, and people kept being like, great blade, Maw Walker. But I never, I didn't have it on me, and they didn't refer it to to it by name so i was like what do you mean talking about your dick <laughs> great blade wigglestein i like how it scrapes against the ground because you're two feet tall man this is interesting i hope that we get to like we get resolution on this soon which i know we won't until like what 9.1 but it's so fun to speculate on we should go back and look at more of Ugonos whispers next week and just see if like any of these things line up now because they always sow these seeds and legion and shadowlands seem really connected honestly like almost like the same team worked on them there is there truly a team a and a team b who knows we might i don't know i have a side piece here and it's it's fine. I. <sighs> Bell you are got a really good interview with Steve Denuser, and I'm mad about how well he asked his questions. Jesus Christ, you not only have a side piece, but it's Bell you are? How fucking dare you? Listen, okay, he gets lots of YouTube clicks. You have to understand <sighs> it's for the good of Grove and Country, as Winter Queen would say. The only thing Winter Queen's ever told me was, come here, Willow Blossom. 
snaps neck. That's the sound Steps of her up. zooming away after her one part is gone. She's like, I'm missing King of Queens. Ah. My back is getting tight. <laughs> That's the only line from King of Queens theme song that I know. But okay, but, I but, love Adam but, Sandler's big friend. <laughs> but Bell, you are ahead. Pretty good questions. Every other personality that interviewed see the newser basically was just like, uh, yeah, valor points are going to be uh yeah, a thing. And it's like, yeah, we fucking know. And these are points that I have not heard of at all until now. Belior first I asked about the story of Nerzul and asking basically if we're gonna see more of him. Steve the Newser said, Nerzul, we're going to be delving more into that story and what happens when this mortal you know that it looks like someone is going to go along with the plan and then and then they don't. This doesn't please the jailer. Whatever is left of Nerzul, after all that's been through with him, you can imagine that this is receiving some of the jailer's ire. That sentence made no sense. But that's a that's a direct quote from Steve Denuser. So basically we're gonna get more Nerzul shit in 9.1 or later? Which is crazy, but I guess if we're going into the history of the helm of domination, it kind of makes sense since he's in the helm. I always feel bad that Nerzul gets so much lore heat for when he's like a ghost. And when you talk about Nerzul the man, it's, there's nothing. I do still remember in Warlords about how heavy that questing felt because you, you hang out with Nerzul's wife and she's basically saying how he was a great guy. He was just turned and tricked and his power was abused. And it was actually a very well-written storyline about it. Because like you saw like his family side of like how they felt about their fucking dad and husband being like a horrible person. Which next week, we definitely should talk about all of the shit around the Helm of Domination. Yeah, because I've been having a lot of thoughts about that recently, so we can talk about that next week. But also, he asked a question about Garrosh. All three of us were wondering about, as a former mm-hmm. guild named Garrosh Hellteam. GHT. It's kind of confirmed that in Chains of Domination, we're going to be running into Garrosh. Obviously, he wasn't part of the initial core Shadowlands 9.0 story. But now, as we go into Chains of Domination, we have a chance to explore some more of those other stories. We feel like Garrosh had a really great arc and that he had a really culminating moment in Warlords. So we don't want to retell a huge story, but I think it's safe to say that we'll get some payoff for his appearance in the Afterlife's trailer, and I think that you'll see some fitting events that will transpire, but I don't want to go into spoilers. Garrosh is a battery, a source of great power, because of that big life he led. That's a fun story to tell. So... Is that kind of implying that, like, maybe the Jailer has Garrosh locked up in this sanctum and we'll see him as soon as this next raid? That's kind of what it sounds like. He says, it's cool to talk about Reverend Dreth and the different afterlifes and what makes them unique. Reverend Dreth is unique in that it isn't potentially people's final resting place. It's more about rehabilitation. Can this soul be saved or will they be whisked off to the mall? So basically, we're going to see where Karash ends up is what it sounds like. Oh, so maybe he's a soul that like everyone in Reverend Dreff was like, nah, we cannot save this guy. Bye. Or they'd be like, you know what? To Ardenweald with you and he'd be my new follower. I want him not to just be a raid boss where it's like, um, Garrosh 2.0, you're going to kill me. I want him to exist as a third antagonist. Not with the Jailer and not with Sylvanas being like, 
we're we're angry souls and we're going to punch our way back to life. I would love him to lead another group so that the Maw Walker, us, not only has to fight the Jailer, be like, oh, there's this soul insurrection led by Garrosh and the Meanie Boys. I have an unfortunate feeling that Garrosh is going to be broken free by his fucking dad because Gromash is here and we know what he does best is spin around undeservingly on mob bosses at the end of fucking Warlords and be like, I helped. I will kill everybody. He's going to break the big lock and he's going to slip on a banana peel and fall down like every great orc does. And they'll all come (laughs) up and he'll be like, you saved us all. Look. On the same level of Warlords, Belluar, I hate to say it, but he did a great job asking these questions. He asked what Urel was up to these days, and they responded with this. One of the things we tried to do with the Magheart Orcs, we see the conflict just doesn't go away between Urel and her forces and Gromash and his Orc forces. Clearly, there's some more story to tell there. Legion gave us some great opportunities to delve into the lore of the light more with Zera and her interactions with Illidan and Turalyon. Velen's point of view... Dot, dot, dot. I think Valen learned a lot about the light. At one point, he may have been blindly devoted to that, and I think he's gotten some more different perspectives. This is definitely a storyline that will be playing out. What oh, shit? Oh, my <laughs> God. Are you guys saying that maybe Immunization's story isn't over yet? My dad has a storyline coming up, maybe. We threw so much smoke at you and rumbled so much that Velen stood up and he said, it's not over yet. And then he put on the sunglasses and it said, the Draenei <laughs> will return in 2022. Ah, like a fucking Avengers, like end game cinematic. <laughs> Literally like Shadowlands fades out. The Draenei will return in two expansions time. Get fucking ready for the Lightlands. Dude, if Urel comes back, I will 100% main a Lightforge Draenei in honor of her. I w- that'd be so fucking dope if she, like, even though she's a bad guy, she can be rehabilitated. Bitch, my my main hoe, Urel, is not a bad guy. I stand by that shit. You're right. Purge all orcs. You're fucking right. Fuck the orcs. She's, uh, she's out there <laughs> dr- dropping her hammer on the Stinky Feet clan. She's doing <laughs> Zara's work. The stinky feet clan. Our feet smell so bad. <laughs> it's an offshoot of the laughing skull, the stinky feet. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, okay. And then the last little piece we have here is the grimoire of the Shadowlands. Apparently, they also hinted at an upcoming book that's going to be dropping. We've got a book coming out called The Grimoire of the Shadowlands that is written from the point of view of a broker. One of the chapters in there discusses a different point of view on the cosmology of the universe and what it means. The fuck? This no. is honestly crazy to me because at this point of time, our, like, all of us, like, as humans that are, you know, Alex and Felipe and Aaron, our view of cosmology in WoW is just what's been presented to us in the Chronicles, which is just the Titan aspect of it. And these brokers might actually have a more accurate representation of it because they, as we see now, have literally traveled to the Shadowlands. So they, this is going to be really interesting, I think. 
Yeah, I'm excited about this. People in the comments are like, oh, this means that they're just gonna change the lore. No, the lore has never been, the lore is not settled with Chronicle. It's just how one person views it. Like getting multiple views from all the different races of the different realms is such a cool idea because of course, people are going to interpret history differently. What the fuck does broker history even look like? Uh, these things we should steal. And that's basically it, right? Like, like, what, like what do they have? Now, do you well, think- they've been described as like a group of people that are really, really into like knowledge in general as power. So they probably have a pretty like, honestly, objective, is that is that the word I'm looking for? Objective view of everything because mm -hmm. they just look at everything as just like collecting as much knowledge as possible so that they can position themselves in a place of power. So if they write it in a sense that is like not biased, I feel like it might actually be a pretty good representation of what is out there. Do you think the brokers like purposefully ignore certain parts of canon? And then after Cataclysm... Nothing much happened for a while. And then every Pandaren's like, what about us? And it's like, what about you? Oh. We don't give a fucking shit about Deathwing. Fuck that we, guy. We, it doesn't affect we, us at all. We closed our eye hole and said, no see on that whole expansion. <laughs> we It picks back up in WAD. <laughs> the last little bit here that we have, it's not a lot to go off of. It's talking about cosmology and morality, which seems pretty fucking deep, like Jesus. The gist of what they said, basically, is that the nature of Titans is to impose order on things. Because on the chart, they are arcane order. If you are on with that program, helping them accomplish that goal, they will be benevolent towards you and they will help you and guide you. Perhaps we'll learn what will happen if you aren't someone who agrees with their agendas. So I think it's kind of like hinting at how they're gonna frame all these different books from all these different viewpoints about how like, oh fuck the Titans, they were rude to me. I'm, I'm hanging out with death. Literally though, I said this in our group chat earlier, there is so much that the WoW team can go off of leading into 9.1 and beyond. Cause like we're in the Shadowlands, which is what the realm of death, right? So, like, that alone. And then we also know that we're going to Corthia, which is a place where Dreadlords are. And then we also know that Tyrande is still on her quest to exact revenge on Sylvanas, who's also deeply in the story. And she is guided by a loon, which is the light, apparently. There are a lot of these different aspects of cosmology and aspects of morality, as, like, they're alluding to here, that can, like, come into play. And as we, as we said earlier, literally, we could just come back into the old gods, even. Okay, which is crazy that you mentioned that. Okay, we have right in 12 minutes, but we, I have time. So they, I have a, I think this is Steve the Newser still, saying that the light, what happens when Illidan doesn't go with Zero's plan? Well, sparkles rain down from the sky. Even, for example, with Nazoth, he wasn't saying, serve my evil will. He was saying, I can make you stronger. I can help you. Yes, there's bad stuff out there. But, like, joining him and helping him, you could say, was he lying to me? Well, he probably was, but there's still truth to it. What if they actually end up breaking up factions into instead you choose your cosmology force that you get behind and you join them? Aaron, you're on to something. Next expansion, Lightlands. Lightlands, baby. Well, the, well, the, or the maybe concept. at least next next expansion is cosmology, baby. The concept of unity is my faction leader. <laughs> 
we sit there and just think about morality. Well, I feel like, personally, I still have the Eye of N'Zoth, so I guess I am in whatever N'Zoth's realm is. I would 100% probably join N'Zoth's realm. Is it a bad move? Definitely, but it seems pretty fucking cool. <laughs> Nazetti! All the Mog that he gave me didn't look so good, but maybe if I work my way up, I can be like, ooh, Nazetti, let's work on some of these plans. Let's uh, let's not put a hood on it, because it doesn't look good on me. <laughs> you said you'd give me power, and I meant power to design my next Mog. Much like Anduin's Mog was designed head-to-toe by the designer, the Jailer. <laughs> TM, TM. Okay, but we gotta wrap this up because we, we literally have raids so soon and I gotta buy my fucking consumables. Um, if you have any comments, questions, complaints, write us an email at do not pod at gmail.com. If you're feeling frisky, you could leave us a review on Warcraft Radio's podcast directory. We'll take a shot. If you leave us a review, good or bad, we don't fucking care. We do this for us and for you who like us and for you who don't, get out of here, you losers. What about you guys? <laughs> that was a very impassioned internet. speech. Yeah, I mean, I, I don't not stand by it, but I am Alex or Immunization, and you can find me on Twitter at New Era Alex, or you can follow our podcast Instagram account on the gram at Do Not Relent. You can find me, Aaron the Human, at TheBigAcheesy on Twitter.com, and you can read our literary musings at Do Not Relent.LiveJournal.com. I told you all to read some old stuff, so this week I'll probably have some new stuff for you. Ow, ow! And with that, we're out of here. We're literally sprinting with toast in our mouth to raid. It's got, we got 10 minutes, 8 minutes. Oh, good God, Mary. All oh, right, uh, you silly bunhead. You're never going to make it. Get off my <laughs> case, Amy. With that, we're out of here. Bye. And remember, another down. Do not relent! Do Not Relent is a podcast within the 3HNC network, representing U.S. Proudmore's premier podcasts. That was a very good wish. <laughs>